0: Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Journey to Grateful podcast, a podcast to help clarify the process of loss and grief through the experiences shared from myself and others living with loss. I'm your host, Tim Begonia, and this is show number 106. In this podcast, I will review the many common myths of grief to help you better prepare for the road ahead. You are invited to join the community and share your story to help others better understand grief how it affects us moving forward, and how best to navigate its difficult path. I invite you to join the community on Facebook and Instagram, subscribe to the podcast, and find quick links to do both at journeytograteful.com. And lastly, I ask that you take a moment to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Doing so will help this podcast reach more people like you, in need of an insightful grief resource which can help them better navigate their grief journey. The human heart is home to so many seemingly conflicting things. Love and loss, grief and gratitude, sorrow and celebration, endings and beginnings. Our experiences are made up of a myriad of emotions that constantly push and pull us in a challenging tension. And what I've learned is that these seemingly opposite emotions can somehow all be true at once. Now the previous passage I just shared was written by a reflective poet, Liz Newman, who writes pieces focusing on grief, love, family, faith, and mental health. I've discovered Liz through her Facebook posts and often cite her pieces within this podcast because, in all honesty, her work speaks to me. Her writing about the conflicting aspects of the heart, love and loss, grief and gratitude, and so on, was very intriguing to me. And I'm not sure if we, as a society, usually think of these opposite emotions in a manner that they can occur all at once, do we? So in my experience, I can say this is especially true with grief and gratitude. And while I'm at it, the same can be said about sorrow and celebration. I think we need to consider how these emotions can sit side by side and be true all at the same time, sometimes in the very same moment. So let's dive deeper into the show. Grief and gratitude. At the same time, really? How? Well, let me say first, these two do not readily occur together immediately after loss. It does certainly take a while before they can both exist in the same room, let alone the same thought. The emotion of grief, or more accurately, the emotions of grief are nothing if not complex. Now, we all may have heard of the five stages of grief. There's denial. I don't believe they are really gone. There's anger. I'm so angry that they are gone. There's bargaining. I promise I'll change if they come back. There's depression. I feel hopeless about my future without them. And then there's acceptance. I know I can go on with my life and deal with their absence somehow. A nicely ordered five-step process of grief is rarely, if ever, nicely ordered in practice. Grief, in essence, is messy, it's unpredictable, and it's very demanding. The fact is, emotions associated with grief will be disorganized and chaotic more often than not. For anyone newly entering into grief, you need to accept that this chaos is not only going to happen, But it's normal that it does, and there is little that you can do about it. I would even suggest that grief, although unpredictable at times, can settle into an almost organized and anticipated event. Almost. I understand how many may want a clear answer to the question, when will I reach the point that grief and gratitude can exist together? And in all honesty, there is no way of knowing. It's a path. Actually, it's a destination of which you must decide to strive for, one that is not without work on your part. Now, through my experience, you need to adjust your mindset to even accept that grief and gratitude can exist all at once. As for myself, I needed to pass through my deep-seated, quiet anger to allow myself to even remember that there were things I was and still could be grateful for, one of which was simply having the person who passed, my wife Colleen, in my life at all, albeit far too short of a time span. And to have had the time, the years, the months, each and every day with her was certainly something of which I could be grateful. But she's gone now. She was taken from me, taken from us. And how is that the plan? Why does that make sense? It just doesn't. It can't. But the gratitude for meeting her, being with her, loving her, and making a life with her was simply a gift. And That's what I need to try to focus on. Have you noticed just then, in these past few sentences, how my grief and frustration seem to live immediately next to my love and gratefulness of what I've had and what I've lost. This is the best way that I can illustrate to you how grief and gratitude can actually live side by side, albeit it tends to happen after some time. I can say with certainty, with time, you will actually get there. It's certainly not an easy path. It's not a secure path where once you're there, you won't slip back. You most likely will. Something will undoubtedly pull you back to the anger, to the frustration and the darkness, and for a while, not just a moment until gratitude can take over once again. No, you may need to spend an afternoon there, or you may need to spend an entire weekend there. But that's grief. That's mourning. And the important thing to understand is that that is okay. As long as you find your way back to gratitude, back to life, you're doing it right. Not to say that there is such a thing, but I think you understand the meaning. So, what about sorrow and celebration? How do they work together? Well, for me, it's been very much like grief and gratitude. And before I continue, I think we should define sorrow and grief and determine the difference between the two. Sorrow is a feeling of deep distress caused by loss. And grief is defined by a deep sorrow, especially that's caused by someone's death. So you can see grief and sorrow are pretty much the same. The real difference of this Yin and Yang comparison lies within the gratitude and the celebration. As I mentioned, I am grateful for the time I've had with my wife and grateful for our memories, each and every one of them, and of course the life that we created together and our children. But to speak of celebration, this for me is to celebrate the moments we've had together, the person that she was and how she touched everyone in her circle and beyond. My focus here is to truly find a way to celebrate her and all that she was able to do and all that she was able to be and all the ways she was able to make a difference, large and small. So to have sorrow next to celebration is to have sadness next to pure joy. This podcast and the episodes within and not by accident this podcast's title, are specifically chosen to compare the con and contrast, the yin and the yang of grief, in hopes of landing more firmly on the gratitude and the celebration side of it all, while allowing for the grief and the sorrow to have its own space. And because those, too, are necessary in this journey, The goal here is not to provide as much space to grief or to sorrow as they once occupied. And going forward, allowing grief and sorrow less and less space in my mind, in my heart, and in my life. But it is important to be honest with yourself as well. Grief will always be a part of your life, but life will become bigger than your grief is. As time moves forward, it certainly will. So our goal is to allow more space for life, new memories, and the celebration of what we've had instead of constantly mourning what we have lost. There is one reason this is my personal focus. To help us as a family find a way to take those necessary steps forward toward living every day. To redefining ourselves what our lives are now versus what was planned for our lives to be, and to gather new memories as my late wife Colleen had wished for us. Now, if you know my story, our story, you understand that I've chosen to take a page from Colleen's story as she lost her first husband in 1999 and somehow found a way to grieve his loss, yet celebrate his life, and find a way through to living again. Now, I fully understand I benefit greatly from this strength of hers and have promised her to try my very best to do the same. There's actually an analogy within this yin-yang contrasting concept that I feel might make sense for the majority of you, my listeners. You see, I live in the Midwest, and if you understand the geography of where I live, we experience four distinct seasons. And I've found in all my years here, no matter my disdain for our bitter winter days, our appreciation for spring and summer is magnified because of our our experience with our cold, harsh winter weather. Even the crispness of fall can be said for many to be refreshing after the intense heat of summer. In a similar manner, our family's appreciation of my wife is highlighted because of our sorrow and grief over her loss. In many ways, it's more intense, more present in everyday life, and there is a priceless appreciation of what we've been fortunate to have in her as a mother and as a spouse and as a daughter and aunt and a friend because of our grief and our loss. The yin-yang of grief is never an experience you want to go through, but unfortunately one which we all most likely will. Understanding the complexity and conflict of love and loss, grief and gratitude, sorrow and celebration, beginnings and endings, will illuminate our path with grief and hopefully allow us to navigate it with more grace, more understanding, and more hope than we first thought we could. Thank you once again for listening to the Journey to Grateful podcast. I am thankful for you taking the time to listen to this podcast and sharing it with others. I encourage you to stop by the community on social media, share your own story and insights on grief, and join our family in helping others on this path. Head on over to journeytograteful.com community to find ways to join the conversation and to make a difference through your very own story. And while you're on the site, sign up for my bi monthly newsletter designed to provide you inspiration and motivation. And if you would like a more personal connection with me, I invite you to connect with me via email tim at to But why stop there? Why don't you just give me a phone call, leave me a voicemail, or simply text me? The number is 262 298 2428. That's 262 262- 298 chat. Lastly, I would like your help to build this community, broaden my reach, and support my mission by reviewing this show and telling others why you listen. I would ask that you head over to Apple Podcasts. I've actually provided for you a leave a review button at journeytograteful.com on the homepage and the podcast page. Your support of this podcast through your comments is a powerful thing that you can do today for not only myself, but for others who need to find a resource such as the Journey to Grateful podcast. So I thank you very much for doing that. Now, as I close out this episode, I would like to share with you a timely quote for our subject today, and it was written by Hilary Stanton Zunin. Her writing says more than I could ever add, so I simply won't. I will just speak of it here and let you sit with it. The risk of love is loss, and the price of loss is grief. But the pain of grief is only a shadow when compared with the pain of never risking love. Thank you again, my friends, for joining me today. Let me know your thoughts on today's episode or any previous episodes. And for those who are walking on their path with grief, I hope you find a way to walk confidently on your journey to grateful. Bye-bye.